When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. Natalie Merchant for you, 10,000 Maniacs, as we start hour number 2709 on this Thursday morning, sitting friends in the morning. Lara Trump will be here at 740, Judge Andrew Napolitano, 805, Bill O'Reilly, 840, Bo Deedle, 905, and maybe one or maybe both, Bruce Blakeman, Nassau County Executive Casinos in Nassau County, we'll find out, and Vivek Ramaswamy. He's running for president. He's also the guy... That supposedly is the reason why Don Lemon got fired on Monday. All that's still to come. But uh, right now, here's a kid I've known for 20-plus years, dating back to the year 2000 when I was hosting the morning show with a bunch of folks. Scott Kaplan, Craig Carton, Eddie Ift. Uh, what's the other kid's name from uh, the Rocky show? Uh, Blaine Ensley. All these folks at WNEW. I was uh, hosting the morning show. And Justin Brannon was doing something with Opie and Anthony. I don't know what he did, but he was there. I liked him. I mean, I didn't speak much to him. But it turns out my intern back then is the guy that has spent the last 15 years running CBS Intercom Odyssey and has become one of the most powerful radio guys in New York history, and that's Chris Olivero. I think Olivero is still buddies. I know he is, in fact. With Justin Brandon, so is Arthur Idala and a host of others. And Justin's got a big job. City council overlooks a budget of about a hundred billion dollars. But a lot of folks at this station don't like him. In fact, when I told old Curtis Sleewa, I'm bringing Brandon on tomorrow. He said, "What a disaster! This guy wants to defund the cops. You know all that uh, talk." So Curtis wasn't all that happy. But I don't make decisions based upon what Curtis wants. Clearly, Mayor Eric Adams is on tomorrow. So with that said, here he is, a man I've known for many, many years. I'm kind of proud of him, Justin Brannon. Justin, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Sid. Thanks for having me on. Good to hear you. Uh, good to hear you, too. So when I was doing the mornings, I'd always see you, like, by those 55-gallon drums when Opie and Anthony would put women in there and, like, dump all kinds of bodily secretions on them. It was gross. Was that your job, basically, to do a lot of their, like, pre-show stuff? Yeah, no comment. No comment on that. 
No, seriously, you, you really don't talk about that because now you're like a real politician, so you stay no, away from. Actually, actually, no, I don't. I don't hide, you know, who who I am or who I was or what I did. I, I think it's important to have politicians who are real people these days, not not. Not these politicians who have been running around since they were four years old with a bow tie saying right. they wanted to be president someday. So then tell me, what did you do for Opie and Anthony? So I actually, I worked, I was interning then, I think for Opie and Anthony, I ended up getting a job as like an assistant producer with the radio chick. Ah, Leslie. Um, so I worked, yeah, I worked with her, you know, the call screener, getting coffee, whatever I needed to do. I was just excited to be working in, uh, in New York City radio. So you said to me yesterday, I said, listen, Justin, I've known you for 20-plus years, and I bring on Democrats. You know that. That's why the show does well. And uh, sometimes I agree with some of the stuff you say. Oftentimes I disagree vehemently. And two things that I have no patience for, none, defunding police and bail reform. True or false, you're advocates of both. Well, I wouldn't say that. So bail reform, very, very simple answer there. I think that, and I think most people, I hope, would agree with bail reform, that we can't treat uh, rich, guilty people better than we treat poor, innocent people. That's ultimately what bail reform is after. Um, But uh, this revolving door of just letting violent criminals back out on the street or someone that's been arrested 25 times, 95 times, I mean, that's insane. That's obviously not working. Um, and that's what folks are looking to fix. But the, the what bail reform is actually about is that if I kill you and I have money, I can get out of jail. If I kill you and I don't have money, I can't get out of jail while I wait trial. That's what bail reform is. Oh, that's and, not and what it is. That, that may be what it's supposed to be. What bail reform is 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 uh, trying to keep black people out of jail despite what crimes they commit, even though they represent a, a small percentage of our society, they commit more than half the crimes. Then you get like a black DA like we've got here in uh, Bragg, that low life, or a black AG like Letitia James. And what bail reform is basically is make excuses for minorities, especially black people, to keep them out of jail. That's bail reform, and it's nauseating. And people like me, guys who go to work every day, we don't want to hear about it anymore. We don't care what, the, what it's supposed to be, this beautiful visual. I know what it is. And the streets in New York are not safe because you've got racist people in charge of policies like that. So you're better off, Justin, just saying it ain't working. We need to fix it or get rid of it. Bottom line. It's not. I mean, I obviously do not agree with anything you just said. I don't care. I don't care whether you agree or not. Those are the facts. (laughs) The facts are that the facts that bail reform was meant to. Make sure Justin, I don't care what, what something is meant to be. It's not about what it's meant to be. It's the exercise. What is happening? What's happening? You build a roster to win a championship, then you win 85 games, somebody gets fired. It was a disappointing season. Don't tell me what it was meant to be. What is it? No, it, it I, I mean, that's I'm agreeing with you. It, it needs to be fixed because there's a lot of parts of it that aren't working. Clearly. All right, fair enough. Now, what about this defunding the police? What's your issue with the cops? I, mean, I, I have no issue with the cops. I think that cops, sign, you know, I think we need to let cops do the job they signed up to do. Um, I don't think that police signed up to be dealing with, you know, people experiencing mental health issues or, or nonviolent domestic, you know, violence, domestic situations. Um, you know, but, but right now we have a system in place where if you call 911, 
a guy with a gun shows up. And that's not always the prescription that we need. And sometimes people are calling 911 for stuff that the cops should be actually out there catching bad guys and not showing up for stuff that, that, that isn't necessary. So that's, I mean, that's really what, what the argument is about. You want cops to be able to do the job that they signed up to do. Um, and I think it's also important that we understand that we're not going to more cops our way out of every problem. Like, you know, cops didn't sign up to be mental health professionals. So you have to be investing not only just in making sure the cops have what they need to do their job, but that you're investing in, in wraparound services, education, housing, healthcare, all these things that affect why, why people commit crime. So, but I, but I you know, the, the Progressive Caucus uh, made folks take a pledge to you know, uh, defund the police or else you couldn't be on the Progressive Caucus. And I left. I left the Progressive Caucus. No, you did leave the Progressive Caucus. And yeah. the pledge uh, did exist. So you're telling me that you love, because what you just said, Justin, makes sense. You know, part of Eric Adams' plan to get the homeless off the street is to basically turn cops into psychologists. That makes no sense. So you're not out there demonizing police. You're not saying, oh, these cops go out there, wake up in the morning, and try to kill some innocent black. You're not saying that. What you just said actually made some sense. And you left the caucus because you refused to take that pledge. Right. I took two pledges. I took a pledge to, to love my wife in sickness and in health, and I took a pledge I took a pledge to serve my constituents to the best of my ability. I don't take blood oaths like that. That's just silly. And All I right. think it, it, it's why people are, are drawn away from politics right now because everything is so tribal and, and, and toxic. All right. I do like the second part. Now, tell me about the what you're calling the New York City economic recovery. I know Mayor Adams who, again, is supposed to join me tomorrow, came out yesterday with a $107 billion budget. We're still waiting on Kathy, the governor of the state budget. What are your thoughts on this economic recovery? Look, you know, we, we weren't supposed to be in, in, in as good a place as, we in, as we're in right now. We, we recovered 99% of the jobs that we lost during COVID. That wasn't supposed to happen until late next year. Um, and, and look, you're going to hear over the next, you know, you just said it now, you see tabloid headlines that say, oh, the city budget has ballooned to $107 billion, whatever it is. It's important to remember that we're not printing money, right? By law, we're allocating the finite amount of revenue that the city has taken in. So if you believe in the city, if you believe in the city coming back strong, you want those budgets to grow. Now, you can take issue with how we spend the money. If we don't save enough money, but that's up for debate. But but it's a popular misconception that that we start at zero and we just spend until we run out of money, that uh, until we run out of ideas. That's not what we're doing. We're charter mandated to spend the revenue that we take in. So you got to save where you can. You got to spend efficiently, uh, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring the city back strong. You know, the tourism is back big time. We're seeing international tourism, domestic tourism. People are spending money. The tax receipts look good. This is a, a this is a real crossroads for this city where. What we do in this budget is going to matter for the recovery of the city big time, probably more than anything else, because I think this is really a critical time for our city. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214. 
more for a free consultation or email at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. My old buddy here, Justin Brennan, part of that uh, city council. Big shot, by the way, number two in that council. Uh, One of my other frustrations with the mayor is that he keeps asking Biden for money. That's not my frustration. My frustration is he continues to call out the White House, but he never says Joe Biden's name, Justin. It's always the national government, the national government. Call out this son of a bitch who announced two days ago he's running for president again. He's the guy in charge of the money. He's the guy refusing to give you one penny of the $4 billion you need. Why wouldn't the mayor, Eric Adams, Justin, call out Joe Biden by name? Because this city needs him and needs that money. Sure. I mean, I have no problem saying Joe Biden should give us some money. I mean, you know, the fact that, that you know, look, the city, the, this, the compassion, the New Yorkers' compassion is is limitless, but our resources certainly are not. And we need help. We need help dealing with, with the asylees that, that are that are being brought and bust to New York. Um, and we can't do it on our own. We can't we can't we can't afford four billion dollars, five billion dollars out of the city budget. It's gonna it's gonna be a wrecking ball in, in through our budget. And we need support from DC. Joe Biden's gotta step up and give the city what it needs. Right now, Joe Biden is hanging us out to dry. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, and if he does the right thing, I'll say he did the right thing. I mean, that's that's my job. My job is to deliver for my constituents, for my city. I got no problem calling people out if they're not doing the right thing. So tell me about Brooklyn, Justin, because I'm I'm always going to be a Brooklyn boy. Grew up, of course, 2216 Quentin Road, right by Madison High School. Went to Poly Prep. I did move out to Bell Harbor, Queens, and I make my way to Brooklyn all the time, whether it's Michael's Restaurant or Brennan and Carr or my sister, Ray Sherry. She lives in Mill Basin. So I'm still a Brooklyn guy. You are embedded right there in Brooklyn. What does that borough look like these days? I mean, look, you know what? You know, one of the silver linings with COVID, if there was any, was that there's been a real uh, resurgence and return in, in, in people investing and spending more time in their boroughs, right? I, I think as you've seen, you know, uh, less people working in Manhattan Monday through Friday, you know, they're spending money and they're, they're working somewhere else. They're working in the boroughs. So I think you've seen a real renaissance in some of these neighborhoods where, you know, the same cafes that were only busy in AM and PM rush are now busy all day long. So, you know, the money is going somewhere, right? If you see tumbleweeds and, and stray dogs in Manhattan, right. <laughs> the people are somewhere. Yeah. They're in the boroughs. And, and, and you're seeing a, a real vibrancy in the neighborhoods, you know, and people are, are sort of rediscovering. You know, I got people coming to me and say, oh, I didn't know this store was here. I'm like, it's been here for 25 years. Yeah. They're just realizing it now because they're spending more time at home. It's not a bad thing. We have to figure out how to balance that because for years – the, the since the dawn of time, Manhattan was the, the economic engine of, of our city. The, the problem is, not the problem, what people are realizing is that while Manhattan might be the economic engine of the city, the oil and the gasoline for that economic engine lives in the outer boroughs. 
but it's but it's a big ecosystem that, that everything has to work together. So you've got a primary, I guess, coming up. I know the election, of course, is in November, I guess, primary in June. I know the Republicans are lining up people like Ari Kagan. He switched parties. I hear a lot about this. Uh, Anna read about her last week. It didn't go well for her, but uh, at least the last thing I read about her. So tell me about your uh, your two big races coming up. First, the primary, and then the potential opposition in the election come November. So I don't have a primary. I don't have a Democrat running against me. So I don't have an election until November. I got a couple of Republicans who are all vying for the chance to lose to me in November. Um, and, and I wish them all well. They're all vying for the chance to lose to you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So you don't think that uh, Ari Kagan or any one of these folks has a chance? I don't. I mean, yeah, I wish them all luck. Everyone's got their right to run. But, but why is that? I mean, I know you're the, you're, the, you're the incumbent, and I know a lot of people in Brooklyn. Look, my listeners, they get angry. Ah, he, he's, you, know, you know what they say about you. But I know a lot of people in Brooklyn that really like you, and a lot of my good friends, Arthur Idala, Chris Olivero, that really like you. So you've got, you've got the track record. You've won. You're the incumbent. People in Brooklyn do like you. Uh, outside of that, why do you feel like you're a shoo-in to win again? Well, I don't look. I don't. T- I'm, not, I wouldn't, I'm not being cocky about it, but but I mean, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work my ass off because I, I I love this job. I love waking up every morning and worrying about the neighborhoods that I grew up in and doing what I can to make it better. But I've done my job. Like for me, it's not about Democrat Republican. Yes, I'm a proud Democrat, but my job is to fill potholes and put up stop signs. Right? I don't do foreign policy. I'm not Nancy Pelosi. Right? Um, I'm going to stand up for what I believe as a Democrat, but ultimately my job is to be an elected official, a public servant. If you come into my office, you get help. I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you have a, a Trump tattoo on your head. I don't care. I'm here <laughs> to help. And that's how I run my office, yeah. about helping people, about trying to make the neighborhood better. You always put the neighborhood first. Well, when I come see you next week, I may very well have a Trump tattoo on my head. I don't know. Lara's going to come on today and Donald next week. So that may, that may be the case. I don't know. So you, uh, you basically, we'll wrap it up with this, Justin. You basically overlook like $100 billion, that's right, $100 billion budget. How much pressure is that? It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's it's a, it's a big deal. It's a great job. It's an amazing responsibility. Um, but but this is this is a, a a very very critical moment for our city. We got a lot of work to do. Ultimately, look, I believe when you say a lot of work to do, give me the. We have to wrap this up shortly, but give me the top two, the two biggest things we need to fix in this city. Look, we need to make sure people feel safe, and that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And we have to make sure that we're, we're building more housing so that people can, can have a place to live. we got a serious supply and demand problem. The reason why your rent is too damn high is because there's nowhere to live. So it's housing, and it's keeping people safe. And, and at the end of the day, I want to keep the, the streets clean, too, invest in the sanitation department. All right, there you have it. Justin, it's a great to catch up with you. It really is, and uh, I, I am proud of you. Congratulations on all your success. Wish you the best of luck. We'll talk again before the primary and the election, and um, keep it going. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Thanks for hopping on. 
Thanks, man. Thanks. Congrats to you. Thank you. Thank you, Justin Brennan, right there, city council, making his debut on the program. And I worked with Justin literally dating back 23 years ago at 102.7 WNEW-FM. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.